Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus, Season 5. We're on Episode 209, talking about tests to see if the Spirit comes from God. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you can't tell from my voice, I'm a tad bit excited. I cannot believe that God has placed me in front of this microphone now for four seasons, which I know for other podcasts, it's different. Like they may have a season that lasts just a handful of months and and then they take a break and then they go on to the next season. No, no, no. In my case, that means I've completed four full years of one episode per week. And we're beginning episode five. I've spent the last hour or so kind of working with the graphics, updating them a tad bit, adding some color to the Twitter, to the Pinterest, to the square one that goes up on Facebook and on Instagram graphics. And I will work here in a few minutes on the main graphic that shows on all the platforms as the kind of calling card for the podcast. I just, uh, I'm just overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed that God has chosen to place me and use me in his kingdom, especially in this way. I just, would never in my wildest of dreams have thought that he would have called me to do anything that involved a microphone. But as I look back and I think about how God has guided my life from an incredibly, incredibly shy little girl to someone now who really enjoys being in front of crowds and speaking to them. Now, I'm still shy in my personal life. I That's one of the things that never changed. But when it comes to my public ministry, I very much enjoy being in front of people and even being in front of people that I cannot see, such as on this podcast. You just never know what the Lord will do when you say yes and do not put any sort of boundaries on what your yes is. It's not a yes, but it's a yes. And you go forward with it, no matter how odd the assignment may be. Today, we're going to continue the stories that we've been working through. The story right now of King David and him running from his son, Absalom. Absalom, just, uh, he's a mess, <laughs> just an absolute mess, and worked for many, many years to take over David's kingdom right in front of David's nose, and David was clueless, and we've seen David making his way out of town. Now, I will tell you that the scripture reading itself is PG-13. That's That's just a fact, but I need to read it because in order to understand why verse 23 is our focal verse and our jumping off point for today's topic, you need to hear the advice that was given by Ahithophel. 
So a few weeks ago, we talked about Ahithophel, like literally spent one whole podcast episode just on this one fellow with the odd name because he plays such a crucial role in this time, in this conflict between David and Absalom. Ahithophel had been an advisor of King David, had been a trusted advocate, and at least for part of the time, he is working both sides. And he sides with Absalom and seeks to give him advice on how he can best show the people of Israel that he is the true king, as well as what any way, every way to undercut David and to try to take take any pot shot that he can at David. And so you can go back and listen to that because Ahithophel's story is just, it's sad. It's sad. It has a sad ending. And he... It's a sad ending because he made very bad choices. And here he is, the advisor. Sometimes people who we think speak for God don't. And that is my admonition to each of us today. Absalom thought that the words that come from Ahithophel, the advice that came from Ahithophel, were as if they came from the mouth of God. Now, when you hear what Ahithophel told him to do, it is obvious that it is not from the mouth of the Lord our God. Like, absolutely obvious. But Absalom was not in a place spiritually to be able to discern But my fear is, how many times do you and I, even if we do seek the Lord, that we listen to other voices that cause us to take roads that we should never be going down? And that's what I want to encourage us today. Our weekly assignment feature is to pray for God's discernment regarding the difference between His voice and others. As you listen to the advice that Ahithophel gave, and then you listen to a couple of New Testament passages that are talking about how important it is to be very mindful of who we listen to. I pray that God will open up your spiritual eyes and ears to who you listen to seek advice from, sit under the teaching of. I was teaching from the book of Amos this morning for my Sunday school class, and we were talking about in Amos 7, where God sends a vision of a plumb line. And for those of you who may not know what a plumb line is, a plumb line is a string, some sort of of wire string that has a weight on the bottom and you place it up beside a wall to see if it is straight because the plumb line is going to be straight and that is God's word. It is always going to be straight. And if Absalom had understood God, 
he would have known that the advice that Ahithophel gave was definitely not plump. Not even in the ballpark, but he didn't have a good frame of reference. If you do not know God's word, we are privileged to know things that Ahithophel and Absalom had no clue about. We have the text of God's word, but if we don't study it, we can end up as the same type of situations as those that did not have the full text of Scripture. So we're in 2 Samuel 16, 15 through 23. I'm going to read it from the NLT, but I'm also going to read verse 23 from the ESV. Just as a comparison, they say the same thing, but the verbiage is slightly different. So here we go. Meanwhile, Absalom and all the army of Israel arrived at Jerusalem, accompanied by Hehithophel. When David's friend Hushai the Archite arrived, he went immediately to see Absalom. Long live the king, he exclaimed. Long live the king. Is this the way you treat your friend David, Absalom asked? Ask him, why aren't you with him? I'm here because I belong to the man who is chosen by the Lord and by all the men of Israel, Hushai replied. And anyway, why shouldn't I serve you? Just as I was your father's advisor, now I will be your advisor. And so I'm stopping there because if you listened a few weeks ago, you heard that Hushai wanted to go with David. And David says, go back and get the dirt. Like, go back and pretend to advise Absalom and then send word to me about what's really going on. And that's exactly what Hushai is doing. He is going in and setting himself up as an advisor, and it's going to be very important. can't remember if it's like two or three weeks from now, but it's very important because that whole dynamic, well, it, it, gets, it gets interesting, and it's what ends up leading to Ahithophel's horrid choice and his own downfall. So here's the PG-13 part that's about to come up. So if you've got young ones that are in the room, in the car, you might want to turn it off, wait till later to listen. It's in the scripture text, but it's just horrid advice. And it's uh, not for young ears. So here we go. Verse 20. Then Absalom turned to Ahithophel and asked him, what should I do next? Ahithophel told him, Go and sleep with your father's concubines, for he has left them here to look after the palace. Then all Israel will know that you have insulted your father beyond hope of reconciliation, and they will throw their support to you. So they set up a tent on the palace roof where everyone could see it, and Absalom went in and had sex with his father's concubines. Yeah, that was the advice. And from a human standpoint that has nothing to do with the holiness of God, it's advice that during that time made some sort of sense because they were making a public spectacle and Absalom was showing not only that he was in charge and would not reconcile with David, but he was also showing power that, hey, look at what I can do. And David has no way of stopping me. 
it's just horrid. I mean, it's just horrid. But from a human standpoint during that time, Ahithophel's advice probably made sense to the people and definitely did to young Absalom because, you know, the more I've read about Absalom as I've gone through this, this, this set of scriptures for this podcast, the more I've realized that Absalom was very complicated. And I just wonder even though we don't know for sure. But I'm just wondering how much of this was Absalom's doing? Did he really sit for years and come up with the idea on his own? Yes, he sat and he he went to the people and he undermined David and got their loyalty. But I just keep wondering... Was it the idea of someone else or was it young Absalom that cooked up this scheme? Because it's obvious that he and Ahithophel have a relationship where Absalom trusts him. And I don't think that happened overnight. But then verse 23 to me, I cannot read it without just getting that nasty taste in my mouth. This is verse 23. Absalom followed Ahithophel's advice just as David had done. For every word Ahithophel spoke seemed as wise as though it had come directly from the mouth of God. Considering the advice we have just heard above, that does not sound like it came directly from the mouth of God to me in any way, shape, or form. But when you do not have God's word as a plumb line, when you do not know God and his holiness and the fact that this would just be absolutely no, 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 anybody's advice can sound like it comes from the mouth of God because you have no comparison. Verse 23 from the English Standard Version says, Now in those days the counsel that Ahithophel gave was as if one consulted the word of God. So all the counsel Ahithophel esteemed both by David and Absalom. So it was all the counsel. Yeah. I just, this may be an Old Testament story, but it, it applies to you and me today. When you listen to sermons, Bible study lessons, read books, do you pray? Just as I've asked in our assignment feature, do you pray for God's discernment? Because I've walked into homes, working in hospice, I've been in homes a lot over the years, and I've had people that have had on different TV preachers. And there's, I'm not saying anything about all of them. Not, do not take that. But I will hear them, hear the people on the TV sometimes. And from my viewpoint of comparing it to the Word of God, they do not sound as though they know the Lord that I know. 
And yet this person that I'm sitting with, they're like, oh, I love so-and-so. I love their teachings. The problem is we can love teachings that come straight from the pits of hell. We have got to test the spirits. That's the reason for the name of the podcast today. Test to see if the spirit comes from God. Because otherwise, we can look like young Absalom and make the worst of decisions. In Matthew 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks and he says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. What kind of fruit was Ahithophel throwing out? Did that sound like good godly fruit? Absolutely not. And then in 1 John 4, 1 through 3, we get from John, it says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know that if, we ha- if they have the Spirit of God, if a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ come, came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that Jesus is not from God, such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and is indeed is already here. One of the main differences since the cross. One of the main differences between orthodoxy and lack of orthodoxy is what someone says when it comes to Jesus. You look at different fad religions, different cults. What do they say about Jesus? What do they say about the person of Christ? We had a lady years ago that showed up on a Wednesday night and we were having a discussion. And somewhere in the conversation, she starts talking about how God is greater than the Holy Spirit or Jesus. And I'm looking at the facilitator going, something is absolutely wrong here. And as the person went on and then we talked after it was over, obviously the spirit that was within them was not from the spirit of God. Now, sometimes you may not hear at your first listen about what they say about Jesus. But that's one of the many reasons that you need to not only pray for God's wisdom, but you need to know God's word. 
back to the plumb line. If you do not know what God's word says, Satan can easily use someone with charisma or that sounds wise to tickle your ears and lead you down a path of destruction. They can throw in a little that sounds like it's from God's word and then take you down a rabbit trail that's going to get you killed. So I ask you, whose teaching do you sit under? And when you do sit under anyone's teaching or preaching, do you pray for God's discernment so that you know? Because people, teachers especially, can truly be committed to being a voice for God. But because of something in their own life, they may lead you astray because they themselves are being led astray. Consistently pray for God's discernment so that you know for sure if it's God's voice or not. And then dig yourself into God's word and learn it so that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt when you hear what comes out of someone else's mouth that this could be from God or this is absolutely no way, shape, or form could this have come from my heavenly father. Absalom was clueless. And he thought Ahithophel was all that. He thought that when Ahithophel spoke, it was God's voice. What he didn't know was when Ahithophel spoke, it was Ahithophel's selfishness, and it was the voice of the God of this world, that being Satan. We need to be wise. We need to be wise. And do not think that Satan will not use anyone in any way to lead you to a path of destruction and or him try to use your voice to lead others down a path. Thank you so much for tuning in for the first episode of season five of encouraging others in loving Jesus. Got information down below, got the extra scriptures down below. In the show notes have the link to the first 50 episodes, which I call the hidden episodes. Back in the day when I was going under the, the title of a country girl in a city world loving Jesus. Remember, it's free to share this podcast with others. I'd very much appreciate that. You can also go on and rate it. We're on multiple different prod podcast platforms. And, you know, if you, if you have benefited from what God has been speaking today, I just ask that you share it. Share it with somebody who needs to be encouraged in God's word. 
who needs to be encouraged to be discerning in who they listen to. And just always remember, it's a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.